Well, good morning and welcome to the Followers Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me again. Um, actually, not again, because this is actually our first ever episode. So, hello and welcome. Um, I'm so glad you're here with us. I don't know why I said again a minute ago. I guess I'm just used to hearing that. <laughs> so, um, I'm your host, Grant Tyler, and um, hello, really. Um, it's nice to meet you. Hey, so I'm a um, sophomore in high school, and um, my goal, really, with starting this podcast is basically, let's read scripture, see what it says, and what it's trying to say. That is my goal for this podcast. There is nothing deeper. I do not, this is not, you know, I'm trying to have a sermon. No, this is just me reading some scripture, seeing what it says, seeing the significance in it, and what we should learn from it. Um... We we are located in Muscle Shoals. If that is, if you even care about the, any of that, um, but yeah, I'm so glad to be here. So glad to start this journey with us today, and um, I, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to get started with this because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'll, I'll have guests on on this podcast to come and join us. Um, have some of my friends come join us, talk talk to us, help me explain what um, some of the scripture is trying to say. Um, before we get started with today, we're going to be in Matthew 1, if you if you want to, you know, even turn there and read with us. Um, we'll get there in a minute, though. But um, I'd just like to say that, you know, this is not church, again. This, uh, this is not a sermon. This is not anything like that. I'm not a, um, a historian. I, I do, I have not, I'm, I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm certainly no, you know, th- um, person who's done a a class on this or anything like that i'm a sophomore in high school reading the scripture striving to be like jesus every single day of my life that's basically that that's me (laughs) um so yeah i I say let's go ahead and get started i don't know about y'all but uh i'd love to get started um so if you want to we're going to be in matthew chapter one and i'm not going to i'm going to read um I'm going to read the whole chapter except for the first, I, I said I'm going to read the whole chapter, but I'm not. I'm not going to read the first 17 verses, and you're probably like, well, why is he not reading the first 17 verses? What, what, what's in those verses? It's genealogy, okay? It's it's a bunch of names going on. It's um, it's just the father of this person. That's the father of this person, the father of this person, just on and on and on and on and on and on and on for 17 verses. If you want to go back and read that, you can um, but it's just the genealogy of this person, Jesus Christ, that um, has been a name for centuries upon centuries upon centuries. Um, it's just his genealogy and where he came from and where um, he started from. That just that's basically that's the first seventeen verses. Um, I'm not saying that um, that piece of scripture is not worthy to be even said. I just we're just not going to read it. That's that's basically all I'm saying. Um, so let's go ahead and start in verse 17, and we will go through um, verses to the end of the chapter 24. And I don't know if you heard that, but I'm in school right now recording this. That is the bell. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Verse 17. All those listed above, including 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and the 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, 
She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly and secretly. And as he did, excuse me, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and she will lead, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All of this has occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. So, a lot going on here in these couple of verses. Um, you know, this is kind of, you know, when you hear people say Jesus, or, uh, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, this is what they're talking about. So, you know, that, that always kind of is a question, you know, how did, how did Mary get, you know, pregnant? Um, because God made, you know, gave her Jesus. You know, he, the Holy Spirit, it says through the power of the Holy Spirit was, you know, able to get, uh, or to allow Mary to be pregnant. So that's kind of what's basically happened here. Okay. So Joseph knew that, okay, hey, Mary, my wife, or I guess, quote, fiance is pregnant, but, and he's like, hey, what, you know, hey, I didn't, you know, how are you pregnant, you know? And um, so he was going to divorce her. And then um, a dream, he had a dream, you know, and Jesus, uh, not Jesus, excuse me. Um, he had a dream through the Lord, gave him the dream. And it said, hey, you know, it's okay. You know, um, it's okay that Mary is pregnant. Hey, I did that. That was part of my plan. You're, you're all good. Okay, I see where you're coming from, but hey, it's okay. It's just, it's all good. Um, and I think something uh, worth pointing out here in this piece of scripture is how Joseph was going to divorce her. You know, di divorce is a very um, hot topic. It, it always has been. Um, with scripture involved or scripture not involved, it's been a hot topic, you know. Hey, if somebody does me wrong, I should divorce them. But scripture says don't divorce, but then there's sometimes where you have to divorce. You know, just in Matthew 5, he talks about, you know, sometimes hey, there's exceptions to where divorce is needed, you know. Um, and so I just think that's really interesting how Jesus, the Savior of the world, the person who came down to earth from heaven to take away our sins, who died on the cross and had every single sin ever made on his shoulders and ever will be made you know if you have you ever sent or have you ever lied yes have you ever um murdered well you say well maybe not but it says the bible says if you look at a woman or a man lustfully then you've you know you've committed adultery and if you hate somebody you you um have murdered them it's all the same in god's eyes um so any of those if you look look up the ten commandments on google and just read those and say um, hey, have you ever lied? Yes. Have you ever stolen? Yes. You know, you will say yes to every single one of those. Every single one. Um, and that's just for you, or as me. You know, that's not including every person to ever exist in existence ever, or on the world ever, from 
Adam and Eve, which we believe um, the Christian faith believes that um, Adam and Eve were the first human beings ever to touch this earth, all the way to the last human being to ever touch this earth, which we don't know who that will be, who will, who that'll be, but all the way to that last person to touch earth, um, they sinned, other than Jesus, obviously. So, you know, however many people have been on this earth, then subtract one. And that's how many people have sinned. And you sin daily. And 365 days, okay, you've sinned at least 365 times, okay? At least, bare minimum. But, you know, everyone sins more than once a day, every single one of us. And then, you know, throughout their whole life, throughout, I don't know, I think the average age is maybe 80-ish. Let's just say that, okay? Let's just assume it's 80 so 300 and we'll say 365 at the minimum okay so 365 i'm really bad with math please don't i'm gonna i think it's twenty nine thousand ish i think so i think it's 20 around twenty nine thousand. okay so around twenty nine thousand times right and then that's just that that's the bare minimum of how many times you've sinned if you go all the way to 80 that's the bare minimum. Lord, I've, I've, I've sinned more than 29,000 times already. I'm only 15, you know? But that's that's what he's talking about here. Hey, it's okay. You're, you're all good. Jesus, th- th- I, this was part of my plan. You got this. You're okay. I just think that's so interesting that he, there was going to be a divorce here. I think that's crazy. That's very – I just – it's just mind-blowing, honestly. And then um, down here in verse 19 where uh, Joseph, it, it says, uh, verse 19, I'll read it all for us again. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. And I think that says a lot. Um, if he wanted to do it quietly, you know, we, we hear people all the, all the time, you know, in today's age where, you know, if, if they're going to go through a divorce, they're going to go loud. You know, they're going to tell every single person in that town and maybe even in that state that they've cheated on them. They've done this, you know, with celebrities, you know, everyone knows about it. You know, if um, somebody said, OK, let's talk about um, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, whoever, Johnny Depp and um that other girl, I don't remember her name, but Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, right? Um, his ex-wife said that, you know, Johnny Depp was hurting him, or hurting her, excuse me, and cheated on her, and did all these things, and she went to everyone that told her. I mean, it was on it was on national television, you know, that, hey, Johnny Depp had beat his wife and had cheated on his wife. She went everywhere, but right here... Joseph didn't. Joseph didn't go and tell the whole world, basically. He, he kept it quiet. He was going to do it quietly and divorce without making a big deal. And I think that says a lot um, of how we should live. You know, I'm not certainly praising Joseph himself right here, um, but I think Joseph did the right thing, and he, he lived he, – um, you know, he's shown – how the Lord lives in his life, you know, and that's what he was going to do. He was going to do it quietly, and I think that's something to worth point out here, you know. Um, Galatians 5, you know, um, fruit of the spirits, you know, um, that that's what he was showing here. I know uh, Galatians 5, you know, Joseph didn't have Galatians 5 to read at this point in time, but that's essentially what Joseph did. 
You know, he, he had compassion, and he wasn't going to make a big deal out about it. I think that's, you know, I think that's something we should do um, as Christians is, you know, if somebody makes us mad or somebody does us wrong, you know, don't, don't go tell the whole world. It's okay. It's okay. To an extent, but then you have to think about Scripture. You have to think about Scripture and how it says, hey, if your brother does you wrong, go to him quietly. And then if he still doesn't, you know, say, oh, okay, that's I was in the wrong, then bring two brothers and then bring a couple more and then bring the whole, bring them for the whole church, you know. Obviously, there's some places where you have to take a step down. But, you know, I just think that's worth pointing out there. And then um, down on to verse 20, uh, I think it's interesting how... Um, the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I'm not going to get super into that, but um, Jesus doesn't do that anymore. Okay? <laughs> so, um, Jesus doesn't come to us, or the Lord in this situation, doesn't come to us in dreams anymore um, like he did back in these biblical times. He comes to us through Scripture, and that's why we have Scripture, and that's why Scripture is so important is because we need to have the Scripture because that's what that's how the Lord speaks to us and that's how the Lord tells us to do things. And, and, and I know that, you know, you I have felt led by the Lord to go do something or to, to join a club or to do something like that. And, you know, that's one thing. And because I've read Scripture, and Scripture will point this out and say, hey, you know, follow the Lord and His commandments. You know, go spread the, the gospel. Go spread His Word. Go, um, you know, go making disciples of me. You know, so, hey, maybe I, if I go and do this, the, I feel like the Lord's leading me to go do this so I can spread His Word and, and give glory to Him. Um, and that that's one thing when you feel led by the Lord. But when people nowadays say that they have a vision or a dream, that's just wrong. That's all I really want to get into that because that's been a very um, – recently that's been something that's kind of really stumped me and hit me hard recently um, because just there's, there's just people that just are wrong about that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Verse 21, um, he says, And she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus. This, there's, we're still in the dream, by the way. This is the Lord still talking to him in a dream. Um, but he says, And you will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Um, you know, okay, so a question that I think I would have for this scripture, um, and I think that, you know, I can add it to the, my list of the questions from scripture, <laughs> is... Um, Obviously, right here, it says the Lord came to Joseph in a dream. Okay, well, how? What, was, there, did, was there a story behind it, or did the Lord just come to him, you know, in white in his mind, and just was just words were coming out into Joseph, and he was hearing that? Or was there a story behind it, you know? Did the Lord, I mean, how did that happen? Like, what, was there a dragon? Was there, you know, what, what, how did that come? That, and I think that would be a question that I have, um, Obviously, I don't think there probably would be a dragon in Joseph's dream, um, but I just think that's a question. That that's going to be a, um, another one of my questions. And um, yeah, I mean, how did Jesus come to him? How did God come to him through that dream? That'd be a question I would I'd probably have. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think he would come to him and be like through a dragon or anything. I was just you know kind of making that up, but. Um, that, that would be something interesting to think about. And I think through, going through Scripture, you can always have these questions that will stump you. Um, and I think that's a good thing, you know, always having questioning um, some of these things. And because, you know, the, the Bible is very 
it gives you some things, but then it's going to leave you up with questions. And I just think, you know, it gives us the basics and what we need to know. Just sometimes our little minds go a little far and beyond. Um, but basically, the Lord came to him and said, hey, you're going to have a, or Mary is pregnant. You're going to have a kid. Name him Jesus. Um, for he for he will save people from their sins. And I think another thing worth pointing out here is um, he says, for he will. W-I-L-L, will. That is a statement. That is a fact he stated right here. Um, that is a commandment from the Lord. That is a promise. For he will save his people from their sins. Jesus will save us from their sins. And, um, you know, it's, it's simple. It's simple how he does it. Um, obviously, we're um, predestined before the foundation of the world. It says that in Scripture. Um, you know, we are chosen. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says that. Um, but we we can he Jesus will save us from our sins. You know, you just have to realize, hey, I'm a sinner. Again, go go back to what we were talking about earlier. Look up the Ten Commandments, okay? Have you ever have you ever lied? Yes. Have you ever committed adultery? Well, maybe not. Well, have you ever looked at somebody with lust? Yes, I have. Well, Jesus says adultery and that are the same thing. So have you ever committed adultery? Yes. Have you ever murdered anybody? No. Well, have you ever hated anybody? Well, yeah, I have hated about somebody before. Well, Jesus says, well, it's the same thing as committing murder. So, have you murdered anybody? Yes. And you can just keep going on and on and on down the list. Have Have you ever disobeyed your mother and father? Yes. Okay? I think we all do that. But, um, you, you need to realize, you know, you're a sinner and you're, you're going to hell. You know, Jesus says, hey, if you live in sin, sin equals death. I'm a very big equation guy. I love to see my equation or a formula. You know, how you plug this and this. and Or um, Y equals MX plus B. Okay, I love seeing the Y equals MX plus B. So I know what, you know, what's going on. Well, here's our formula. Sin equals death. Death is hell, by the way. So sin equals hell. But you say, well, Jesus can save us from that, right? Yeah. Yeah, he can. Yeah, you just have to say, hey, Jesus, God, even if you've never talked to him before, God, I, I'm a sinner. And and I need a savior because I am a broken sinner that has broken your law, that has broken your truth, that goes against everything that you've said. Humble yourself. Know it because it's the truth. I've broken, I've broken everything that you've said, God. God, and I need a savior. I need you. I don't want to live in this sin anymore. I don't want to hate people anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to. I hate when I when I steal or murder or commit adultery. I hate that. God save me, and and He will, and He will. He'll radically change your life forever and ever and ever. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's it's one. It's the best decision you will ever make. And you have to know when, when you worry about something, when you worry about a math test, or you're worried about your job, or you're worried about money, you, what the best thing is, is, is you can look to Jesus and just say, God, take it from me, God. Please help me with this. And you can trust that Jesus has it. He has you. He's in complete control. He has it. He knows what's going to happen. He's in control. And believe that one day he will come back to take his people and bring them all to heaven. There's nothing, nothing we can do to take that 
away. Nobody can take your salvation away or you being with Christ away. Nobody. Nothing. You can't do anything to take that away. You can't say anything. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, verse 23, he says, look, this is, um, I'll read verse uh, 22 actually first. He says, all of this has occurred um, to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And um, it says um, the Lord's message through his prophet. That's in Isaiah 7, 14. Um, that, that's where that piece of scripture came from. Uh, so yeah, he's saying, hey, look, this has to happen in order for scripture to be true. Now, I think that, and he says that, Jesus says that later in his life multiple times and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, he says, hey, look, this has to happen. This event, my death, okay? Everyone knows that Jesus dies, obviously, because, you know, he was a man, but he, so he died. Um, but he was also God. He's also the Holy Spirit. You know, you've got the Trinity, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But anyways, when he came down to man, um, you know, he died, obviously, okay? And, uh, freak. I lost my train of thought. And he says, I found it back again. And, <laughs> sorry about that. And he says, um, you know, hey, when I die, okay, look, that has to happen for the scripture to be fulfilled. Just like he's saying right here, hey, this has to happen in order for my scripture and my promise to be fulfilled. Okay, boom. Verse 23, look, uh, uh, the virgin will conceive a child. She will, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. So he, he forgot the divorce. He's like, okay, Mary, we're good. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, showing me what to do. That's kind of what he said, right? He said, all right, Mary, I'm not going to divorce you. That, I was my bad, okay? And then he says in verse 25, but he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. So Jesus was born. Okay? He was born from a virgin of Mary that the Holy Spirit gave Mary. Jesus was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Or Emmanuel. God was with us. And that is Matthew chapter 1. The birth of Jesus. Technically. But isn't that amazing? That, oh, I, I can't wait to get into more scripture with us and into this podcast more. It's going to be so good. Um, I just love going through scripture and just seeing what it says. Um, and some people might be intimidated by that because I used to be, and I still am sometimes on certain um, script pieces of scripture. But just, it's easy. It's easy. And um, that that's just my, my goal of this podcast is just to read the scripture, see what it's saying, how we can use it for our daily lives, and how we can better serve the Lord. That's it. That's Matthew chapter 1. <laughs> I hope you guys did enjoy. Please consider liking and following and subscribing and all this. I can't wait for this to get kicked up and ramped up and go go strong. Um, it, it's definitely an answered prayer and um, something I'm glad that the Lord opened for us. Make sure to always praise the Lord. I'll see you all next week. Love you all.